There are two aspects to love in any relationship. There is the lover and the beloved. And in both situations, one is the one who gives love and the one, the other is one who receives. These are both essential for love to exist. One must give and receive. One is more active and one role is more passive. And in loving, as we know, that giving of oneself demands great sacrifice, especially for us as Christians. We're following the example of Jesus Christ who gave every last bit of himself, body and soul, on the cross. And so our task in our Christian lives is likewise to die to ourselves in a sacrificial act of continuous self-giving. However, paradoxically, this aspect of love is, I think, not the hardest. I think the hardest part of loving is to receive. And even though the giving aspect might be harder physically and mentally, because we, we expend energy doing it, on a practical everyday level, it is harder for us to receive love. Two simple examples illustrate the point. We can all think of instances every day where we've, we've felt it was good and necessary to offer someone correction about something, but how often do we appreciate being the recipient of correction? Or furthermore, we might be eager to give, lend advice to someone, to help someone in need, but sometimes it may be a little humiliating to receive help or advice or to ask for it in the first place. In a word, receiving is more difficult than giving because it requires humility and acceptance of one's limitations. Giving, on the other hand, can easily be tainted by pride while unbeknownst to the receiver. In the gospel today, we continue our journey through John 6. It's our third week in this bread of life discourse where Jesus tells us, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. And this, of course, is the great gift of the Eucharist, the abiding presence in every tabernacle in the world where Jesus' self-gift, his sacrificial self-offering is present to us everywhere. And at every Mass, that great gift of himself is renewed and perpetuated upon the altar. And that is our own source of life and self-giving love. He says in today's discourse, furthermore, 
perhaps explaining to us how we are to, how we are to get or obtain this great bread from heaven. And he says to us that no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him. And then he says, everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. And so what he's telling us is that we don't have to work for this bread from heaven that everything in our Christian lives is ultimately at the initiative of the Father who draws us to him through the Son. And that's the ultimate goal of our Christian lives is to return to the Father, to that place in heaven that he has prepared for us. And so the Christian life is fundamentally an act of receiving, not giving or doing, but receiving from the Father. And of course, we have a role to play in this. It's not that we don't do anything. We have to cooperate every day and die to ourselves and trust in him. But ultimately, the fundamental posture or orientation of our Christian lives is one of receiving, not of giving. And that's hard because that means that in order to grow in holiness and charity, it's not a matter of checking off the boxes, saying, well, I did this, this, and I fulfilled this duty, and I did this, performed this act of charity, therefore I'm growing. No, it doesn't work that way. Our sanctity and our charity is measured not by how much we do, but by how much of God's grace we have received, by how much we have allowed the Father to draw us to him. So practically, what does this mean? That everything we do, even the active things that we have to do on our initiative must have this aspect of receptivity in it. So for example, participating in mass right now, even all the things behind all the things we do, the prayers we say, what we sing, the gestures we do, standing and kneeling, all of these things are meant to open us to a greater receptivity because otherwise it's just empty actions that we're doing. That's why at Holy Communion, we always say it's receiving Holy Communion. One never takes Holy Communion because that physical act of receiving the host represents, should represent a broader receiving of grace from God in everything we do at the Mass. Or as another example, even take the corporal works of mercy. When we perform an act of charity for another, which often requires sacrifice and self-denial and courage, even in that, one goal is to be able to open our hearts to encountering and receiving Christ in the person we are serving. So even in that very active work 
It's about receiving something deeper in return. So I have one practical suggestion or challenge for you at this Mass. After you receive Holy Communion today, I know that when you go back to your pew, uh, it is very easy and tempting to just get lost in kind of watching everybody in the communion line, uh, seeing, oh, who's here? Who can I say hi to afterwards? Or, or what am I going to do in, in five minutes uh, when Mass is over? Or, uh, or how much longer is, is Mass going to be over? <laughs> um, but my suggestion is, instead of letting your mind wander like that, try, and if you're taking care of little ones, this might be tough, so that's okay, do your best. But try instead, after you receive Holy Communion and return to your pew, to bow your head and close your eyes and don't think about anything except what you have just received. And don't open your eyes until you hear me say, let us pray after I finish cleaning up the altar. And when you do that, don't even think too hard. Just open your heart and mind. Raise them to the Lord as an act of surrender. And just open your hearts to be present to him in that most sacred moment of intimacy where Jesus, the bread of life, is truly sacramentally present in your body. And just quiet your hearts and minds, surrender and receive. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.